Frank, gentlemen, boys and girls, days and them, we are back. We are here. Hold my bread. Another episode. Another day. Joel, how are you today? Hello, breadheads. Gather round. It's time to join the gluten gang and carbo load. Welcome to Hold My Bread, the 931 and 11 dot cent podcast. I'm Joel Wachowski. It's good to be here with my man, Matt Beckman Jones. How are you, Matty? I'm good, man. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to have another episode. It's a beautiful day here in Indiana. We're uh, just, uh, you know, really living it up in the cornfields. Yep, I'm continuing my trek across this great nation of ours. I am in the desert of Phoenix, Arizona. I've I've continued with Pilates. I've taken up intermittent fasting, and uh, I don't eat till noon, trying to get a little thinner for the basketball court. And today, my fiance, the lovely Gabby Garcia, she makes me run errands right at noon. I didn't get to eat until 2.30 p.m. I had one and a half double-doubles, which is really just a triple-triple. So I'm a little bogged down, but I'm here. I'm ready for it, and I'm feeling good. Great. Well, you sound great. Uh, I did some running around today. Actually, I went to the store uh, as well. I went to um, well, I went to two stores. I went to Kroger, and we saw a lot of people wearing face masks. Um, and then we went to Walmart because Kroger did not have a few things we needed. So we went to Walmart, and my mom and I were the only people wearing masks in the Walmart. I'm Uh-oh. not sure. A handful of people. But a handful of people were uh, wearing them, but mostly just us. Not just, and you know, uh, we're out shopping for, I guess, a lemon plant, and we have a green planter. We're getting along with the salesman, and I guess the planter wasn't the right color, so we had to go to the, another store to buy another green planter, all while I haven't eaten in 15 hours, 18 at this point. And here's the thing I buy planters for a living. I design at Ralph Lauren for Samsung. You name it, I've done it. And the color of a planter has never mattered to Ralph Lauren. I don't think it matters for your aunt's birthday, all right? (laughs) Ralph Lauren himself doesn't care, and neither should. Yeah, you can't tell how Um, much you can't tell how much a planter costs. They all the same. If it's if it's not plastic, it's great. It's all for a lemon tree. Yeah, they make a they make a lemon cocktail at the place I'm staying right now, and uh, they're trying to source those lemons. Ah, uh, yes. Well, I mean, I did buy. I spent about forty. Uh, I think it was forty eight dollars. I bought whiskey. I bought bitters. I bought oranges. I bought uh, some stuff to make um, some uh, old fashions. So I will be uh, after we finish this podcast. I'll be preparing a meal of chicken nuggets and macaroni and then i'll be finishing it off the night with a nice old-fashioned just like our forefathers and if you are an american taxpayer matt owes you a thank you unemployment baby it's a beautiful thing it's true i do i owe you i owe a big thanks to the uh to the taxpaying people as one of you i uh, i do appreciate it but i'm not gonna pat myself on the back but i got my first unemployment i got my stimulus i've been stimulated Oh, you got your uh, stimulus? Yeah, I got my stimulus. It came in my uh, account, uh, I believe actually hit today. It did hit today. So I got yeah, my I got, got my Yeah, you're up. doing better. Than, you're doing the best you've ever done, right? 
Yeah, I'm really thriving. I mean, all I needed for me to do well was for the world to shut down for a few months, but I'm really getting my feet under me, you know? It's your time to shine. No stimulus over here. I signed up for the direct deposit. No unemployment over here. I finally got through. Talk to a person. The amount of calls it took, 738. So it is good to be the king. Hopefully those things hit, but we're not spending money. We're just here coasting. And you know what? Those are some pretty good packages. You'd be smart to, you know, invest a little bit right now. The market's down, and if you have a surplus, you might as well throw it in. Yeah, I mean, it's gotten, I mean, I think we've leveled out a little bit. Obviously, there's always room. You can always go down, but I do believe we've leveled out a little bit on a few things. Chew, I'm sneezing over here. It's got me all excited. Um, yeah, and we saw the Dow Jones. It was going down to lower than 20,000 points from a high of like nearly 31,000. And it's been ping pong back and forth between 24 and 23,000. So we're a little bit up. And it seems like there are some pretty advantageous opportunities for individuals in this. I, I cannot believe this. I am flabbergasted. I cannot believe this exists in our company. So I just called you on the phone. I was like, hey, there's this disaster loan assistance grant for people affected by COVID. You aware of that, Matt? I was not aware until you called me. So I got some information. I got his birthday, which was December 4th, 1990. I got his social security number, which was 640-11. I was really hoping he'd cut me (laughs) off so the bit could work there, but it's imperfect over Zoom. But anyway, we filled out this thing and I was like, oh, you know what? We have a podcast that the goal is to spread financial literacy through a humorous guise. We should apply it. And at no point in the form was there a place for me to say what my what my product was. So they just wanted a bunch of like interesting. So what kind of information did you give them? Just personal information? I said our I said our information. I verified who we are. I said we had this enterprise, and then I put in my information for a direct deposit. You're sure this is real? I mean, it's you didn't just you didn't just sell our identities away, did you? I, I mean, I wouldn't have sold it. I didn't get anything for them, so I would have just given our identity our identity away. Yeah, you you know, it's not identity theft if you're a big enough of a doofus. But no, it is a legit government <laughs> program, and you know. It's it's the SBA Disaster Loan Assistance Grant, and it is shockingly evil to, easy to apply for. So, hey, if you're out there, if you have nothing to do, you might as well put that grant out there. Some smart people are saying social distancing could last until 2022, so don't tell me you don't have the time. Yeah, it, it is crazy. Uh, the number, I mean, I've really been, uh, I know this has been said before, but I've really been denying a lot of phone calls from people I don't want to talk to. And this is not the time for that. I mean, people are looking for people to talk to. They know you're not doing anything. You're sitting there. You're responding to text. It's, uh, it's a tough time to be, you know, ignoring people. But uh, make time for the things that make you happy. Absolutely. And for me, that's Pilates, that's running, and... It is making this wonderful content for you guys. If this goes until 2022, I'm going to be chilling. Like, I'm just going to, my dog's going to have a lot of walks. I'm going to have a lot of exercise, and we're not going to move forward. Meanwhile, we do have to face some pretty hard information, just given the age we are. So we're both in our, like, 
early to maybe mid if you're very liberal with that 30s. And so we graduated college right around the recession. Like there was no job market. And we well, make less- no, let me cut you off real fast, though, Joel. I did not attend college. Okay, so Matt's already got a leg up. He started, he was a feature at Crackers in Indianapolis by then, so he didn't need a diploma. I Exactly. I don't need no piece of paper telling me what's what, but sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, I will will argue on my deathbed that a check for featuring at Crackers of Indianapolis is actually a binding diploma from the School of Hard Knocks. It's accredited, absolutely. I've, I've served my time. I learned some things, you know? I've drove. I've driven headliners that were rude. I've driven. Uh, you know, I've been driven. I've driven. I've put in my time. Who is who is the rudest headliner you ever drove around? Oh boy, do you? I'll, um, I don't know if I should put this out there. I'll tell you this right now. I, immediately, uh, Godfrey was very very mean to me. Wow, Godfrey, you wouldn't expect that from a New York guy. I know it was very very upsetting. He he was very mean to me. I drove him around during the day to. We went sneaker shopping. Um, I drove him around. He, we, we, we got along pretty well, but he was super, not a, not really a thank you, nothing. Just very, very cold the whole time. It was very strange. No, thanks. Godfrey. And now, now you and Godfrey are getting close to being on the same level. So maybe you can, you can catch him on the way down. Yeah. We're both doing the same amount of comedy. So no, he probably is. (laughs) He probably had a pretty sweet life. So I'm, I'm assuming he's in a sweet apartment in, in New York still. I'm, uh, in Indiana at home, uh, among the corn. Yeah. There's not that much corn and you got boyfriend Jeff around who doesn't That's love that right. guy. He's the best. The man rules. He's a saint. Hey, wait, wait, what's Jeff been cooking over there? Uh, you know, he, he's a, he's quite the chef. Uh, he makes, uh, he made some creme brulee, um, recently made, um, what else did he make? He mixed up, uh, Oh, he made this like cream. It was like a dessert. It was like, cream and sugar and fruit um it's like a thing you ever been to ruth's chris i haven't i've only been to chris's ruth ah well ruth's chris they have this fancy dessert and he mixed it up no problem Uh, he's downstairs making buffalo chicken as we speak the man is a chef uh not to be trifled with so it's been great he's a great man yeah and it sounds like you know i don't know if godfrey does have a boyfriend jeff in his life so you might have it yeah, I mean, my mom's a you know lucky woman to have him. So, and I'm I'm eating well. I'm doing pull ups. I'm doing yoga. Uh, I found some free weights in my uh, closet. I'm lifting. Uh, I got two uh, 25 pound weights. I've been curling and uh, doing some. What are those presses where you put them up over your shoulders and you turn shoulder them? press? Yeah, shoulder press. I'm shoulder pressing the shit out of it. I don't miss the weight room. All I need is my running and my Pilates. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna have a great six pack. I'm going to be lean, athletic, and I'm going to be hitting those jumpers like you wouldn't believe. The jump shot, all-time form. Like, I'm going to be able to play until I'm 100 years old because of this coronavirus. And I think I think almost this entire virus was manufactured in a lab by the Chinese because let's be realistic here. So I could start my journey on Pilates. Is that a reasonable expectation? I don't. Uh, I don't. It doesn't sound too far-fetched to me. Yeah, so we're going to be social distancing till 2020. My pants are going to be tighter and tighter, baby. I'm going to come out of this. I'm going to look just like Russell Brand. I'll regrow my hair. And so anyways, we digress. 
we always talk, we want to get back in the world. We want to return to our lives. We miss restaurants. We miss movie theaters. We miss stores. Well, are there going to be stores to come back to? Because that is who is taking the brunt of this 100%. Sales department stores down 24%. Furniture stores down 27%. Sporting goods down 23%. And clothing retailers down the most 50.5%, losing over half their total sales. I was thinking about that today. I did not pack well. I uh, I mean, I did not expect to be gone for a month. This is the longest I've been out of New York since I moved to New York five years ago. Uh, I did not pack well. I didn't bring enough clothing. I didn't bring enough clean underwear. And I was thinking I need to go somewhere to buy some clothing, but nothing is open. I mean, I can't go in anywhere. I have to buy, I have to buy clothing from Walmart, and I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to buy a big T-shirt with Garfield on it. I'm not going to wear it. <laughs> If there's a big shoot t-shirt with Garfield on it, that's honestly sick as hell. I mean, and this got... this all drives us to Target. And Target, they've got some great threads. I got I got a couple button-ups from them. I got some shorts. And it's nicer than the Brooklyn shit I wear at the time. So the, the company I want to talk about that's most affected by this is JCPenney. And JCPenney, it once sold for $82 a share. Now it's stopped down to 23 cents a share. JCPenney is literally a penny stock. But you know what? JCPenney was circling the drain before all this craziness. Yeah, but it is kind of like there is this elephant graveyard in our economy of all these big box stores that haven't been put out of their misery. They're not they would never make it in today's business, but they did great in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s. So they're institutions, you know, so now like JCPenney shuts down. They shut down 850 stores. It's shocking to me. Each state has 16 JCPenney's. That's insane. Uh, well, you know, I'm a, I, I'm not even joking. As we speak, I have a Kmart hat on. Does it have Garfield on it? No, it says no. It's a Kmart hat. It says Kmart Kids Race Against Drugs. Okay, I mean, I would prefer kids racing for drugs. It would give them more of a reason to run. But you know, it sounds like a great hat. Well, you know, <laughs> it's funny to watch the kids run against drugs. You know, the drugs win, the kids win. You know, it's just a real neck and neck struggle. Yeah, I mean, you know, give him a prize. Hey, kid, if you run this mile in under eight minutes, you get some heroin. No, That's a sport I would watch. If you don't run this mile quick enough, we're going to inject you with heroin. Yeah, we can call the sport horse racing. <laughs> yeah, just uh, give her to the jockeys. Uh, and, or give her to the horses and make the jockeys little kids. Yeah, and there there's such a glut. It's, there's so much bloat against in these big box employers. Like Best Buy, they furloughed. 51,000 employees. Best Buy has 51,000 employees. That is stunning to me. That's crazy. Think about how many blue shirts that is. Just so many blue shirts just hung up to dry. Dog, if you put one piece of red laundry in that in that in that in that laundry, it'll cause chaos. That's what happened to my ex-girlfriend and I. I worked at Kmart, she worked at Best Buy, blue shirts, red shirts, Bloods and Crips. We fought like that. Kmart is a blue shirt. Matt messing up the reference. Kmart, However, they wear blue shirts at Kmart. Yeah, they're the blue light special. Holy Target's the red shirts. Damn, I just assumed Kmart. Kmart back in the day, they wore red shirts. Okay, so the recession is on. 
the decline in consumption that begun in March is going to intensify in April. And overall, consumption, that's, you know, buying movie tickets, buying lunch, buying coffee, buying anything. It's going to fall by 17.5%, which is the worst quarter we've had since World War II. Meanwhile, all this chaos is coming out, and economists are just getting real fucking funny. J.P. Morgan economist Michael Ferroli wrote in a note, all the toilet paper in the world can't clean up this sales report. Oh, you know, Meanwhile, there the are, the are 10,000 people dead in our city, and Michael Ferroli is trying to work in his toilet paper joke. Well, you know, what do you expect from the uh, garlic knot that he is, Michael Ferroli? Come on. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're not we don't have any skills. We make jokes. You're an economist. You don't enter our sector, if you will. We can roast battle. I'll call you uh, a bow tie wearing dildo. It'll be great. And exactly. Like, all right. Stay out of, Stay in your lane, you old fuck. And all these all these companies, they're just so inflexible. They can't do anything. All the banks are doing terribly. Bank of America profits down forty five percent. J P Morgan Chase, they're down um, seventy eight cents per share their they, their analysts thought there would be a dollar 84 per share earnings is a dollar four which is a huge discrepancy and goldman sachs profit down 46 percent. so you see all these kind of stayed inflexible banking institutions they can't adapt to this they're not ready for this you know they have the same plan for this as you or i do if, if tragedy hits we'll get bailed out meanwhile jp morgan's trading division Posts a 32% increase in revenue. They recorded 7.2 billion in profits. They beat this whole thing, and they still have their hand out. I mean, it's crazy to think. Though that's just proof, though, that if you know what you're doing, there's money to be made at all times. I mean, if you have the people on your right uh, on your side, if you have the education, if you have the knowledge, if you can do it, you can make money at this time. I mean, it's not impossible. It's it's difficult for. Maybe the, the regular person. We're certainly not thriving, but if you know, and what it is, doing. it's easy to make money when you're J.P. Morgan trading. When this all hit, we know Zoom is going to go up. We know all the child pornography and interrupted AA meetings in the world won't stop people from using a fucking backdrop in their teleconference meeting. And that stock has gone skyrocketing. And J.P. Morgan, they can take a ten million dollar flyer. It's like, oh, okay, throw a little bit at that. It'll go up. Yeah, they're just gambling on a whole other level. Yeah, man. Meanwhile, we're seeing companies be just shady, shady, shady. I'm a sports fan. I'm the sports guy. They call me the sports boy. But the XFL, they've suspended all operations. They've laid off their staff, and they're not anticipating a 2021 season. Yeah, and a lot, and a lot of people there. There, it's kind of ironic. Like, oh, farewell XFL. And I think this is a sad story because it's exactly how the shady, shady WWE behaves. It's, yeah, they're, I mean, terrible, like terrible. Um, You've heard the whole, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast, but you've heard the whole, the way they treat their performers is like a lot of them, unless they're like high end money makers, they are hired on as contractors Therefore, they're like exempt from getting a lot of health insurance benefits. They're not paid a ton of money. There's I mean, no I'm, retirement, no yeah. sick leave. Yeah, they treat their employees terribly. 
so you shouldn't support. I'm against this. I don't. You shouldn't support the XFL. You shouldn't support WrestleMania. I don't think you should support wrestling. I think it's bad. Um, yeah. However, WrestleMania, two awesome matches. I I do like wrestling. I think it's a good product, and it's people. They know the the cost. The it, there's such an allure to it, and people want to do it. And WWE, they just take advantage of it. So they aired WrestleMania in an empty arena. They made all their guys tra- travel for it, participate it, and a talent got COVID during the broadcast. Do you know who it was? No, that's not going to be released. Like people messed up pretty harshly with the Rudy Gobert Donovan Mitchell thing. Like their names coming out as a pretty big leak of proprietary medical information. So I'm glad it's not out. Yeah, but also that one. What? Who was it? Rudy, the guy that the com the uh, the basketball player that rubbed his hands and shell over the microphones. Wasn't that a funny bit he did? It was hilarious. Honestly, he's the MVP of this whole thing. I'm getting a Rudy Gobert jersey as soon as the Chinese knockoff sites are back up and running. Uh, controversial take. That's more controversial than my fuck the uh, WWE. No way. But meanwhile, WWE is doing this. They're not valuing their workers. Meanwhile, they're deemed an essential business and are allowed to keep their doors open. However, Linda McMahon, wife of Vince, the archaic oligarch who runs WWE and has for basically an entire lifetime, she has a high up role in the Trump administration. Trump has worked with the McMahons. Trump has been at WrestleMania. Trump has taken a Stone Cold Stunner. So, of course, he's going to let the WWE stay open. They help. Hit, they helped him build his image. Wow. You know what? I forget about that. He's the only sitting president to ever be Stone Cold Stunnered. Yeah. Abraham well, you... Lincoln, never Stone Cold Stunnered. John F. Kennedy, never Stone Cold Stunnered. Donald Trump, Stone Cold, took it and came out okay. Yeah, well, we don't, we don't know that... Abraham Lincoln didn't get a stone cold stunner by John Wilkes Booth prior to getting shot off the top rope. He yelled, he yelled from the top rope before he shot him stone. And he did come down a rope. So that is a good historical fact. And the XFL closing, (laughs) the XFL closing, it's not because they aren't a bad business. It's, this is the XFL in arm of a, billion dollar corporation that has profit streams coming in from all over the world and a profitable network that they own. They just don't want to pay the money to uh, of their leases on their contracts. And they're just going to file for bankruptcy when they have all the money in the world. So among the creditors, I thought this was so shitty. So they have the XFL did something right from a football perspective. They hired great coaches very early. They, they, and they are like, you're going to monitor this franchise for years and years and help make it into something legit. And those coaches, Bob Stoops, who was great college coach, Mark Tressman, who coached in the NFL and several others are being denied. Well, nearly two and a half million dollars that the XFL doesn't want to pay. Anybody, if you're shocked by that, I, I can't believe you're shocked by that. The, the XFL doesn't want to, they're going to, try and manipulate people's contracts and not have to pay them by using all this bullshit. Yeah. And the XFL, the XFL also like has already asked them to like stake their reputations on building their league. And these guys complied with it. And this is how they get treated in advance. But also aren't there players that are, you know, that are making, you know, 30,000, $50,000 to play in the XFL. Well, the players all got paid, and a good amount of the players are getting looks from the NFL, so that's pretty cool. But, you know, on the whole, 
it's some pretty shady practices. Like while they're getting the acclaim for taking care of the players, they are screwing over everyone else in the vicinity. Luckily, Ticketmaster is among those screwed. Ticketmaster, who will no longer be refunding canceled concerts. What about the service charges, though? Think of the service charges. Yeah, I mean, can we please, if we get anything from our federal government, can they just take down Ticketmaster? The ticket market has been broken and taken away from the people of some time. If we're going to be screwed over at any turn, can we just be able to buy a concert ticket? Yeah, I that I'm, I support that. Take down Ticketmaster. They've had it too good for too long. Uh, it feels it's not regulated enough. Um, I, I can't handle it. I can't handle it. As somebody who goes to a lot of concerts or used to go to a lot of concerts, I've given Ticketmaster thousands and thousands of dollars over the years, and I can't have it. Just, just in fees. They make so much money. So things are bad. Companies aren't behaving well. Meanwhile, we got to get organized. Like we've seen how essential workers are treated. There's stories every day about grocery store clerks dying, them try working for a paycheck that's $20 while nothing happens to their employers. But I think that's starting to change. A public relations firm, Edelman, they surveyed public opinion in 10, 12 countries on what companies should do in coronavirus. And 90% had the first response, protect your employees. That's, I mean, especially now more than ever. And this is actually like, this has been a weak couple decades for labor. We're all working multiple jobs, so we can't really have a union there. Like, if you're an Uber driver, like, what do you have to overcome to unionize with your coworkers? If you're riding for, if you're working for Postmates, how are you going to come in contact with anybody? It doesn't really happen. It's just part of the old the gig economy sort of thing. This whole gig gig economy, uh, everyone they claim everyone's your own boss now, but it, and that comes with a price. But little noticed workers, they do have pretty crazy leverage. Cashiers, truckers, nurses, people who cut meat, people work in warehouses. Now they're seen as heroic, and they're successfully protesting. And you know it's. It's unfortunately just for ground they've already lost rather than for better pay and benefits. They're asking for face masks, sanitizer, and sick days. However, we've seen some big, big companies cave to workers. Amazon, Apple, two of the backbones of the new economy, they caved on COVID-related demands for back pay, weak pay increases. So there are very good signs there. Uh, I know Trader Joe's, who is um, a big, big, they've been in the news a lot lately as far as their employees, and they've been holding a lot of protests and things like that. So hopefully that has been going well. Hopefully, I haven't seen any news as to how they're going, but hopefully things are going well. Well, it's not, it's not unprecedented for it to organize. Like right after World War II, you know, we were in a similar spot where people sacrificed for the good of the country. Not like staying home, but they they went to the workforce. They changed what they manufactured. And after World War II, basically the entire country went on strike and they got an 18% raise. And like throughout American history, these layoffs, they're not a thing. Companies don't like layoffs because it gives them bad publicity. It ruins their relationship with the workforce and the company kind of looked bad. And, you know... 
even when workers went on strike, they didn't get laid off. But in 81, Ronald Reagan lionized President Ronald Reagan. Gosh, someday Trump will be looked at the same way Reagan is looked at. And it breaks my fucking heart. I, uh, wow, I never really thought about it like that, but you're right. I mean, it is, uh, lay, I mean, obviously layoffs, you don't lay, people aren't laid off when things are going well. Yeah, and you just, you shouldn't do it. You should, if the whole company is going to be slanted towards corporations, they should operate with a little bit more ethical boundaries. And they, But this changed because of Reagan in 81, 12,000 air traffic controllers went on strike. They wanted higher pay and a shorter work week. And what Reagan did was fire all of them. Oh, my God. The union was decertified. And from there, labor was over. Just bust. That's what you call union busting. Just straight up crushing their heads. Union busting from the highest level of our government. Yeah, it's just absolutely the, gone. The leader of the free world was like, "Yeah, you're gonna strike. I'm gonna cut all of you." Yeah, and like things have been bad, but it's it, now there is kind of a potential for things to turn around. There have been successful walkouts at Amazon work at warehouses. People have walked out of McDonald's. They've walked out of Domino's, and people are. Companies are caving to their demands while their workers are dying. Um, that's all it takes, though. Some all it takes for these companies to get the point is for people to die, and then for the, even then they're like, I don't know. And then once the employees are like, we're fucking leaving, they're like, wait, 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 we literally need you, or we can't do this. That's what it takes. It just takes a couple deaths and a lot of slowdown. Yeah, and it's in companies like even the companies that are keeping their workers. Like Hilton, it's a giant hotel chain, and they need to shut their doors. They don't use any of their employees, so they've been lent out to CVS and Amazon. These hotel employees are are getting hired on at these other places. Yeah, they're having to take new jobs while keeping the same employer. Interesting. I um, yeah, I didn't even think about. I mean, the hotel industry is just done nobody's nobody's really traveling people aren't really staying in hotels airbnbs have got to be frozen i mean i don't even i bet you can't even get an airbnb yeah airbnb i wouldn't stay in an airbnb just because you know kind of scary you don't want to stay where you don't know who's been coughing where right airbnbs weren't the cleanest when they were uh around airbnb bad i think airbnb's bad i think they used to be cool it started out as a good thing um, and now they just seem cheap. I was out. I drove to Boston overnight, found, found parking, found my Airbnb, wake up to the lovely Gabby Garcia saying, is that a bed bug? And it certainly was. Yeah. Air, yeah. Well, I, I think I've, I don't know if I've told the story in the podcast before, but we had air, we got bed bugs at our Airbnb and all our Airbnb did was lock us out of our accounts. So we couldn't find another place on the Airbnb. And then they told us they would, uh, compensate us for a little bit of the hotel room we got, which they never did. Oh, jeez. Airbnb can eat my ass. Cool. WWE just laid off a bunch of wrestlers. Just now? Yeah, just now. Oh, shit. It's a ton uh, of them. Who they're, still an essential, they're still operating. They're still an essential business. And they're laying off their workers. What a time to be alive. 
Wow. Well, I mean, look now they're, I mean, do you think they'll be on unemployment too? Me and, uh, I can't name a single wrestler. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, looks like Rusev's the biggest name. Oh, he's and, um, the, I've heard that name. Yeah. And people are, um, kind of circling these newer companies, Jim Chanos. He's famous for being the guy who blew the whistle on Enron and he's going all in to short Uber and Grubhub. Ah, uh, uh, Jim Chanos. I, I didn't realize uh, he was. Uh, I've I've seen his name before, but I didn't realize he was like the. He's like um. What's the word I'm looking for? Well, one of the good like, ones. What's that? One of the good ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of the. He absolutely, absolutely. We fully support this. I love this. Yeah, and you you know there is going to be something like. There should be progressive taxi companies. There should be a progressive Grubhub. So, hey, let's get our $10,000 grant from the government. We'll start an ethical cab company and last six weeks in business. That's right. Exactly. Six weeks is all we need. Give me six weeks and I'll give you uh, all the power you want. You won't even have to protest. You won't have to unionize. We will be back. We will come back from the burden of being born when we were born to make a decent living thanks to the government. We're riding out on that. Meanwhile, we're going to short Uber and Grubhub. It'll be great. Did you hold on to your Tesla stock? Oh, I still got it. 750. It's back up, baby. I still got it. Yep. I mean, once it... uh... It sucks because I feel like this with me, this could be said about a lot of people, but I feel like Tesla was just starting to make big strides. And then this whole thing happened. I feel like I was just starting to make, you know, good progress and stand up. And uh, I went out to LA. I was just making all these, these big strides and then everything gets shut down. So I, uh, I believe in Tesla still. I'm a whole, I'm a supporter for sure. Um, they're, they're not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. They will be there. A guy in wall street bets who has, that 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 Reddit they have changed back their wall their banner photos so congrats to them on that, and he says you should really look at their earnings before interest taxes depreciation and amortization. It was a long complex article. I tried to understand it, and basically they're adding non cash expenses to baseline operating income, and it's just like their their financing is a little funny the way they do their books. Tesla's is? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I'll, I'll, put, I'll put it to you this way. Elon Musk, the man, it, say people don't like him, say what you will about him, but the man is not stupid. And if he's going to find a way, if there's all these companies out there cooking books and manipulating things to get things, if you think that he's not going to do that, then you, I, I've got nothing for you. Yeah, but I think I can say that. I would love to say that Elon Musk is stupid, and that's with, well within my rights, and I know he's a genius, and I know he's built – one of the most profitable companies on earth, but he's stupid. He's not stupid. He's stupid. No, he's started multiple companies. No, he's stupid. No, you're wrong. Let's see how long we can go for on this nope, podcast. I'm not even backing up this. No, you're wrong. He's Elon like, Musk is stupid. Go, you can't. He doesn't, you don't get it where he is in life and be stupid. I mean, he's stupid as in lame, you know? No. There's multiple meanings of stupid. Okay, Look, no one's ever said stupid and meant lame. I, I, I said stupid and meant lame. 
And I I am fully supportive. We've got about 15 minutes left of this podcast. We can have this same conversation for the next 900 seconds. He has started so many good companies. uh, (laughs) SpaceX alone, Temp, Tesla. Didn't he start, was it PayPal? He started PayPal. Counterpoint. He's stupid. You have nothing. You can't just say he's stupid. That doesn't bet. That doesn't. That's not an argument. Doesn't matter. I, I believe it. You cannot like him, but he can't call him stupid. I can't call him stupid. It's is this the maddest I've gotten you on the pod? No, I just don't like the. Uh, I don't like the, when people are like you're stupid. It's just like a dumb thing to say. Is just to be like he's stupid. It's like you don't get where he is in life and be be stupid. You know where you get when you're stupid in life? You get in. You're in the gutter. People that people that stupid people don't succeed where he that is to high. As high as he has made it, you don't get that far by being stupid. Look, you say battery with a South African accent. Who isn't going to invest in your company? Battery. I'll give him $1,000 right there. South African batteries. Batteries. He had a convenient accent. People liked him, and people thought it was cool that he called that hero a pedophile. So people want to support his company. Meanwhile, he is stupid. (laughs) All right. So you pulled you pulled this up. What were the top ten selling products of the Great Depression? I, yeah, I thought this was interesting. So because we uh, we kind of talked about um, we talked about this before about how some stocks are uh, recession proof, right? During That's the recession, right. d- depression, recession, whatever. Some of it is uh, it's all it's all depression proof. So um, beauty products. Uh, we've converted. Oh, sorry. We we've taken these stocks that were big during the Great Depression. We've converted them to modern day stocks, um, and I think I think it's good. It's a good thing to look at. So beauty products, which I can confirm today. I like I said I went shopping with my mom today, and of course we went down the beauty aisle. And there's a lot of I noticed. I made sure to look. I, there's a lot of um, hair dyes missing. People's roots be popping out. Ladies, gentlemen, we know you're not a natural blonde. The truth is out. Uh, a lot of hair it's done. your roots. A lot of fake nails. No one can get their nails done, so there's a lot of people buying fake nails. So beauty products. Uh, of course, alcohol. I just talked about alcohol. I'm going to be making old fashions later. I'm going to be muddling up some sugar. Um, and so what are what are the stocks for beauty products? So beauty products. Ulta. Uh, Ulta is on the NASDAQ. Uh, I would look into that. Ulta's huge. I've dated However. Some- What's We've that? talked about Alta before on this podcast, how we didn't like them. They, they've got a lot of big box margins that'll be hard to overcome. And even like, I know Sephora had mass layoffs. So we, I bet there is money to be made in the beauty product sector. We just have to figure out what company is doing innovative stuff. Yeah, well, that's true. I didn't, I forgot about that. We did talk about that. Um, alcohol, uh, Bowen Foreman Corporations. They're Class B. They're New York Stock Exchange. Basically, they, they own, I believe they own Jack Daniels. Okay, that's right. Uh, and then lottery tickets. That gambling. was the Win Resorts. Yep. Uh, I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're available publicly, but uh, if you can look into, that's the thing that drives me crazy is all these sports events are being canceled and I would love to gamble. I would love to bet on some sporting uh, events and there's nothing to really bet on. And that's why people should come play my talk show in action where people bet on Donnie thumb wrestling his mom. Oh, that's hilarious. 
Yeah. Are we going to get a look at the thumbs? I need to know who I need to bet on. Yeah, we are going to get a look at the thumbs tomorrow. Um, yeah, we'll have the well-read comedy boys on. It's going to be a lot of fun. Check that out on my feeds. Love Meanwhile, it. soap made a lot of money in the Great Depression. Colgate, Palmolive did. And you could do that same stock. Or Soldier Bite has a stock has a soap company. Give Soldier Boy a little bit of your money. Get in on that. Soldier Boy has soap. Soldier Boy is killing it in the soap market. Wow, dude, what will he not do? He is a, doesn't he have his own cryptocurrency. He's got uh, what a what a what a G. He sees it all coming. You know. Funny. Uh, you I know you don't watch this, but I am a low key fan of Ninety Day Fiance. Ah. And there's a guy on there. He's a rapper from I forget where he's from. He might I think he might be from South Africa. And his name is Soja Boy. And he thinks he's going to come over to the U.S. and make a name for himself. He's like, yo, dog, I'm coming over. I'm about to make a name for myself. And it's like, bro, there's already a guy here that's got that name. So, And he doesn't know about him. Well, yeah, so Soldier Boy, get on that. The next one was kind of surprising to me. Zippers? Zippers. Zippers were huge in the Great Depression. Nobody could afford buttons. Buttons are for the rich. But let's let's avoid zippers because I think clothing's all disposable now. Back in the day... There was a zipper on everything. You had to mend your clothes. Right. Now, a lot of clothing now is meant to be worn for a couple weeks and then thrown away. Yeah, you're not going to... Nobody mends anything. H&M is nothing but disposable clothing. They're truly the Ikea of our bodies. Absolutely. Um, comic strips. People were buying a lot of comic strips during the Great Depression. Uh, a lot of... Uh, Garfield wasn't around. So there's a lot of black and white cartoons being floated back in the day. Yeah, uh, Garfield got us all through the Great Depression. I think we should invest in comic strips by you going to Walmart and getting that Garfield T-shirt. Oh, God. Well, yeah, I'm going to regret it uh, now that we mention it. But to Walt Disney, I think Disney Plus. I haven't checked Disney Plus, but Walt Disney, of course, they own everything. They're going to be doing fine. Um, their parks are shut down, uh, which I think is interesting. I wonder when the last time they, the parks were shut down. Yeah, I, I, I can't even imagine it. What it's, about all the character actors? I mean, what are the princesses doing? Yeah, imagine giving that claim at the unemployment office. What was your prior employment? I was a princess. Uh, well, then you should I, be fine. No, no, I'm a princess. I was goofy. Yeah, I can tell, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, I'm dopey, and this is uh, Sneezy. I don't yeah, I'm trying to... <laughs> Sneezy's a... I don't know if that's one of them, but... Yeah, I think um, so. That's the dwarf who did cocaine. Yeah, of course, absolutely. Um, board games, people were buying board games. That was like the heyday of board games was the Great Depression. Absolutely. That's when they were all invented. Everyone wanted to be, play Monopoly. You've been playing board games? I haven't. We haven't played any board games, actually. We, we've we done a couple puzzles. Um, I do love board games. I love Aggravation. I love Sorry. Um, we haven't brought out Monopoly yet, though, but I do like a board game. Yeah, okay, back to Disneyland. In the past, it was only ever closed for hurricanes and then for September 11th. That's and, uh, let's take zippers out. Can we just replace zippers with surveillance? Invest in Zoom. Invest in private military companies that are watching us. They're all over it. Bullets and guns, if you're in the Midwest. Oh, 
here we are. Second, second to last one, Maddie. Which is it? One that I've recommended buying on this podcast before. Campbell's soup. And I don't know if you remember that Campbell's always gets you through a bind, whether you are looking for a, a quick meal or if you're Andy Warhol looking for inspiration, they will be there for you. But previously, I proposed buying Campbell's soup because they're a hub of in, in, innovation because they own Kettle Chips, who has done to the potato chip market what Tesla has done to the auto market. So they are a total disruptor. Kettle chips, chip of the podcast, by the way. Yeah, they're 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 the Tesla of chips. I believe in it firmly. They've changed the ge- the way we all eat snacks. <coughs> Sorry, I sneezed. Bless you. That's the second sneeze on this episode. Uh oh, this might be my last one. Uh oh. <laughs> I, I if, if I die on the podcast, you got to continue it until you're able to unlock the money in the portfolio. That's fair. Hey, rules are you rules. You don't but... have the password to it. We've got nine hundred dollars in there. Well, nine hundred thirty-one. It would be. I'll leave it to your uh, fiance. Ah, okay. She, she well, Nunny will guess my password. It's probably Tilly. No way. Damn it. It's definitely basketball related. Don't be a fool. All uh, right, <laughs> you're right. It's uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll 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 guess it. Not on the podcast. Um, number one. This was interesting to me. I guess during the Great Depression, it makes sense because, I don't know, movie tickets. People want to escape reality. People want to break from their depression. Uh, so, And you could probably see a movie back in the day for a, for a nickel. Yeah, but movies were new then. You know, that's like us. So a similar thing to movies to us now is I would invest in indoor skydiving. Okay. Well, that's not where I thought you were going to go, but all right. It's new and innovative. If we can't be with others, we can go indoor skydive. What What's the risk there? If there's any germs on you, the fans are going to blow them away. So I think it's fine. We've well, seen Dave and Buster's stock skyrocket in the past few weeks. Why wouldn't indoor skydiving be the next? Is there an indoor skydiving company? I don't know. Should I have done the research for this instead of coming with her right now? Yeah, probably. But that's where we are at day 51 of quarantine. Well, here's what I say. Instead of that, you can, you can have your indoor skydiving. I was driving. This is in Indianapolis, in Indiana, Greenfield, Indiana, small-ass town. There's a VR place in Greenfield. Virtual reality, this is where virtual reality was made. This is what Really? Made, this is what it was made for. I'm Not where it was made, but this is what it was made for. Quarantine is where it was made for. People that have HTC vibes and people that have uh, their um, – what, what's the uh, the one that Steam made? I can't remember. But VR is hot. It's got to be hot right now. People are looking for a way to get out of their apartments without actually leaving. People want a way to communicate. Um, people want to play video games. Video games. I've been playing a lot of video games lately. Old video games, new video games. It's just now is the time. Yeah. Um, there in Indiana is where you want a virtual reality machine. We live in Bushwick, Brooklyn, one of the great neighborhoods in the world, or at least it was. And there was a VR shop like right down the street. They lasted around three months because they were also like advertised as like a medical testing facility. They didn't take that signage down. So you couldn't walk in without getting some black mirror vibes. You know, I look like kind of a man's man, but I never really played video games. And the guy was so disappointed that I was bad at video games. He had to stop himself from yelling at me. Well, that just sounds like you had to deal with a maniac. 
Yeah, it's like he's like, why aren't you good at this? Is like, why? Well, I, I I don't care. It just doesn't click for me. I'm sorry. Yep, my brain just doesn't work that way. That's fair. I'm stupid. I just he like catching balls. He couldn't do it. I bet he couldn't uh, hit a jump shot. So it's all good. Yeah, well, that that ain't exactly my strong suit either, my friend. Oh, dude, I've been practicing out in the driveway. I got a mean jump shot right now. All right, let's 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 see it in action. We'll 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 play for the nine hundred dollars left in our portfolio. You uh you put the, you saw that video. You called me out on that video on I put on Instagram. That was legit. That was the first shot. Holding the camera, swish, nothing but net. Beautiful. First shot, old old Maddie Baskets. Oh yeah, Maddie Baskets. That's right. Did you know? Uh, do you know what Reggie Miller's middle name is? Matthew. Aloysius. Reggie Reginald Aloysius Miller. Probably, if you think about it, one of the greatest players in the entire family. I mean, also, that's not true. It's actually middle name is Wayne, but it's better for Dell. <laughs> Fake news. Why are you spreading that? Because I just wanted to see if you believe me. It's actually Wayne. But still, uh, Reggie Miller, one of the only players to get Michael Jordan to take a swing at him. That's all you need to know. All right. Well, that's great. Um, I think that's been about our episode uh, I had a great time. We'll be back every week with coverage of the financial world and we'll cover more malfeasance and greed as it develops. And we know it will. Absolutely. Yeah. That's one thing there's not a shortage of in this world. It's people being greedy. And Matt, do you have anything to plug? I got nothing to plug. Uh, unfortunately I got nothing coming up, nothing too exciting. So, uh, follow me on Instagram. Matt Beckus sucks. Follow me on Twitter. Matt Beckus. That's about it. What about you, Joel? Well, heck yeah. Follow me, The Walkowski, on Twitter, Joel Walkowski on Insta. I'm partnering with the Props Network. I have a weekly NFL podcast, Pilot On, and I have a weekly game show with them, In Action, the Quarantine Quiz Show. And please support those because they are paying me money. Yeah, support them. It sounds like a great idea. I haven't seen any of it yet, but I'm definitely going to uh, check it out here. I'm uh, intrigued by this thumb wrestling thing. I'm going to um, I'm going to coach Donnie into throwing the game so I can make some sweet money. Yeah, that'll be out Monday. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy Survivor tonight. This episode will be out soon. You're going to watch Survivor tonight? Yeah. I'm going to watch Who Wants to Be a Millionaire tonight. Ah, oh, fuck you. Come on, I'm a smart guy. No, no, no. A smart guy is going on the island playing for a million with their <laughs> brains. No, who wants to be a millionaire? Me and my big brain. Nah, Survivor over Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Not a debate. Yeah, I'm not. I don't care. I, I'm not. A, I'm not tied to either show. I could give two fucks. Okay. That's it. Thanks for listening. Bye.